Yes, Lou, there's a better looking of the uh, two old farts. Uh, that's debatable. And well, yes, right. We are the two old farts, and we are out and about. And welcome to episode three of our first season of the two old farts out and about podcast. So take it away, Lou. Well, what did we do this past weekend? We went to floors, right? Uh, Friday night, we had a good time. So a really great show, uh, Mitchell Ferguson. Then we saw Austin Mead and his group. It was uh, not my kind of music per se, but I'm going to tell you, it really was a great time. Uh, Flores is just a unique venue in itself. I would have to definitely agree. It's been around. Uh, it's been around 80 years since 1942. Yes. And on the, in 2006, it was uh, listed on the National Register of Historic Places. I did not know that. And, uh, Go ahead. And actually, there's been a lot of live albums recorded there at Floors, as well as um, a couple of films, uh, some short films and movies and, uh, and things like that. A lot of history uh, about Floors. Yes. Uh, then, of course, uh, Willie Nelson. Actually, John T. Flores was actually part of Willie Nelson's uh, group when he first started, started out. Uh, John T. Flores was with the uh, downtown with the uh, one of the theater groups down there when uh, he opened Jake uh, T. Flores Country Store. Uh, Ray Price? Ray Price, that is correct. He was part yeah. of Ray Price's band, and Ray Price was part of Hank Williams' band. Yep. A lot, a lot of history, and, and actually when it opened, it, uh, it was intended just to be like a grocery store and stop off in between uh, San Antonio and Bandera. Of course, this has grown into a lot uh, Ferguson uh, and Austin Mead weren't exactly your cup of tea, and I, I will agree, but uh, they definitely have that rockin' country kind of a sound that I kind of like. It is. Uh, if you love music, one of the things I noticed, and I think you and I talked about it earlier, is how they can appeal to the audience and how the audience responds to them and, and how they, they put on really a really great show. They do. And it, you and I were one of the first people in line to get in because we wanted to make sure we had a place to sit because we're two old farts and, you know, we need to sit down. We can't stand all night. That's right. But they started coming in pretty quick. And the folks that came in, like, immediately got up next to the stage to the railing and they pretty much were there all night. Well, you know, that's, and that's part of what I think what makes Floors. It, it's a small crowd, great music, 
good food and reasonable beer prices. I had the I had the brisket, the brisket, brisket sandwich, and you had your tamales, which they're uh, well known for. Yes, they are very well known for their tamales. I will say this: when you mentioned uh, reasonable beer prices, the one thing that Flores has done over the last few years, and I'm not a big fan of it, is that they've outsourced their food to a separate company. Yes. And then they made it made a deal with um i guess with the, the budweiser distributor here in town so they only distribute budweiser products and i'm not a fan of bud bud light or any of those things but thankfully they do have lone star which is good enough yeah you better drink lone star beer yeah they have they, they have a pretty good selection uh, I, I think what they don't i think what helps i think what helps is this they have an amazing staff of people that work there. They're really friendly and uh, helpful when uh, you have questions and you're not sure about what you want. That's true. But when it comes to beer, they only have Bud, Bud Light, Ziegenbach, and Mixed Ultra. That's, yeah. That's it. Those are all Budweiser products. Yeah. Yeah, they need to put a little Shana in there, a little Shana bike in there. Lack of beer um, selection. Like you said, the staff is nice, it's friendly. Uh, the beer is always cold, it's always plentiful, and they always have good food. Again, I prefer the tamales, as does my wife. We like the brisket. Do they have chopped beef sandwich? I can't remember if they do, because I know you're also partial to that. Yeah, I, I, I like the venue. It's a real friendly atmosphere uh, that make you feel like home when you go out there. And uh, it's nice when you look at the, uh, the decor and, and all the people who've been there. A lot, a lot of names. Elvis, Johnny Cash, oh, yeah, it's Ray Price. I'm sorry. I said it's definitely a veritable who's who of. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. On the wall. But I'm gonna tell you that Austin Mead show was really good. I I really enjoyed. I liked the music. I uh, I liked the way he got into with the crowd. The way the crowd got into him. Uh, uh, and he had a had a big crowd there. I'd say probably what two three hundred people right before. Yeah. Yeah. He's starting to really come up with the fans, um, fan interaction. Like you said, they they know the songs. They're giving it back. He's giving it to them. He's he's coming to floors a few times on his own, and he's come a few times as an opening act. And uh, it, it's it's definitely showing. He's he's putting out records. He's touring all across the country. His act is just getting better and stronger. And I was 
especially impressed by that cover-up, Tears for Fears, that he did. Uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. It was fantastic rendition. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Sometimes you have the opinion that in some of these small venues like that, that that the acts that they attract or they hire or they bring in. But, you know, you look at Austin Mead, he's been around a while. And, yeah. you know, you know, he's a son of a, of a preacher, and that's how he actually got started playing the guitar with his father as a church ministry. Did not know that. Yeah. Uh, then when you look at, you know, he's, he's got a, a, a big tour uh, over the next few months and stuff like that. I was looking at uh, just all over. Yeah, didn't he say that he had an album that had just come out? Let me take a look at that. Yes, it did. And, uh, but who else do we have on uh, on the menu to see this month? Uh, uh, next up is Jason Bolin uh, and the uh, Stragglers. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. To, uh, to that group, uh, that's that's going to be. I think it, it'll be a really packed crowd uh, when he shows up. Uh, I was looking at his tour dates and and all the things he's involved with, and he's he's a big group. Uh, I wasn't aware he's really involved. Has done a lot of things with Shooter Jennings. Uh, really? Yes. Yep. God, I can't even remember how long ago that was. But do you remember who the opening band was for Shooter Jennings? No, I don't. Uh, it's been a while. I'll give you a hint. The band was called Waymore. Oh, yeah. Waymore. This... It was his dad's opening, his, his dad's band. Yeah, right. Yes, but I, I was really impressed with the show that uh, that Mitchell Ferguson put on before uh, Austin came on, and uh, it just I I really enjoy watching the crowd. When you watch the crowd, you can tell uh, you got a pretty good idea of uh, the entertainer's uh, talent uh, and how they get into it and how they respond to the crowd. Right. Like you, like you were saying, he, he knows how to entertain the crowd. He, he definitely has that stage presence, and I think he's on the verge of getting noticed because it's, it's very rare for an opening act such as Mitchell Ferguson to get an entire hour to 
play because most normal, uh, I mean, opening acts, they only get 20, 30, 45 minutes tops. But Austin Meath gave him an entire hour, so that's that's pretty nice. Yes, it is. So back to Austin Meath. Um, he had mentioned that he's got a new album coming out, and I, I can't tell if it's a CD or an EP, but it's called Heartbreak Coming, and it looks like there's five songs on it. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. That was 2016. Uh, what is it? He has a new song out. What was it called? Uh, so Black Sheep came out last year. Before that was Waves. Before that was Chief of Sinners. Talk to the crowd, people. <laughs> yeah, one thing about about Austin, uh, his he has his open soulfulness on how he feels and uh, the energy that uh, that you can feed off of him. I, I felt myself really get into uh, to the music, even though as a as a general rule, I'm not so much into some of the uh, the music that's you know that's played nowadays, traditionalist, I guess. But uh, going out and seeing him was actually better than what I expected. Uh, I I knew it was going to be a good show because we've seen him earlier to open. But to, to see the interaction and the reaction to him and his band and, and the crowd uh, is is really a lot of fun and. And I trip a lot of that too, also, as to the atmosphere that, that they're playing in. I would agree. Yeah. So, the single that he has out now is called Loser Mentality. Loser Mentality is out now. So, if you want to know more, you can go to austinmead.com to learn more about Austin Mead. And you can go to Mitchell Ferguson. Dot info, MitchellFerguson.info if you want any more information on those two artists. And as you said, later this month, I think in two Saturdays, we will be seeing Jason Bolin and the Stragglers on the 26th at John T. Floor's Country Store. Um, and then in March, on uh, March 19th, which is the anniversary of me joining the Army in 1986, uh, Blackberry Smoke returns to uh, John T. Floor's country store. And that's an outdoor show, and I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm yeah. even more for you to sing Blackberry Smoke, because I, I really dig them. Really dig them. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that show with Blackberry Smoke. Uh, they they really travel. And I was doing some uh, research on some of their tours. They have probably about six or eight uh, tour dates in Canada, which surprised me. I, I, I don't know why I did, but I, I just not expect them to have that many dates in, in Canada. So that tells you a little bit about his music and how he transcends uh, uh, to all uh, genres. Oh, I, I definitely agree. 
Yep. So yeah, they're one of my favorite bands, uh, along with Jamie Johnson. And speaking of Blackberry Smoke and Jamie Johnson, if you ever get a chance, go to YouTube, look up uh, "Yesterday's Wine." That's a uh, George Jones song, and they do a duet, or I don't know if it's the real world, uh, real word, uh, triad or whatever, because the singer from Blackberry Smoke, Jamie Johnson. And George Jones are doing Yesterday's Wine with Blackberry Smoke Band being the backup band. And it is just an incredible song. It was yes. recorded maybe 10 years ago. Go to YouTube and check it out. It's fantastic. That'll give you a little taste of who Blackberry Smoke is. Yes. So, wow. There's yeah. a lot coming up at John T. Floors. For at least on the country music side, and next month I have yep. I got three concerts that I'm going to be going to that aren't at Floors. One is at uh, a band, a place called the Paper Tiger, and that's to see the Well. They're kind of a psychedelic rock band out of Austin that I really dig. And then a week later, Monday the 21st, Judas Priest is doing their 50th anniversary show. Or I should say, 50th anniversary concert. Though technically, that was supposed to have happened two years ago. But for those of you who aren't paying attention, there's been a pandemic, and a lot of concerts have been canceled and rescheduled. So the 2020 concert was rescheduled for 2021. And uh, just a few weeks before they were supposed to play San Antonio, uh... Their lead guitarist, Richie Faulkner, had uh, something happen with his heart while he was on stage. And what had happened was his aorta exploded. Oh, wow. While he, yeah, it, it, while he was on stage doing a guitar solo, his aorta, aorta exploded. He was able to finish the song. Um, they, took, they took him off the stage. Um, got him to a, a hospital and eight hours of open heart surgery to correct uh, his aorta. So, uh, thankfully he survived the surgery. Uh, they're back out on the road and they're going to finish up the, the rest of the tour and I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Judas Priest. They've been around since 1970. been one of my favorite bands since you know i was a teenager back in the 80s uh funny story about judas priest uh good buddy of mine in high school uh dan barrett uh we were in his car one night listening to the radio and a judas priest song came on and i was headbanging <laughs> and i wasn't paying attention to what i was doing while i was headbanging and my head hit his windshield and i Cracked his windshield <laughs> with my head, head banging to Judas Priest. Hand to God, that is a true story. You can ask my friend Daniel Barrett. I cracked his windshield on his car. <laughs> That's what makes good memories. Yeah, or makes your friend mad because you cracked his windshield. You know, <laughs> yes, mate. him if I paid him for the windshield or don't remind him because he'll want payment. <laughs> that's, that's why 
That's why time improves everything, right? I, I hope so. I hope so. I, I'm not lying. That, that really did happen. So I have a question for you. on Jason Boland. How, how they, how's that mixture with red dirt and Texas country? I don't understand that. What is, tell me about that. I didn't do any research. Now you're going to make me have to stop and pull away and do some uh, research on uh, red dirt country music has to do with the, uh, the, the red dirt of uh, Oklahoma. Cause I believe that's where it all started. And yes. It's a genre of country music that got its name from the color of the dirt. Oklahoma, uh, predominantly still waters, considered the center of the red dirt uh, country music. Uh, what else? Uh, a lot of artists. Uh, he has uh, Cody Canada. Also yeah, in, Canada and Crossweed. Cross Canadian Ragweed. Very good. Very good. Uh, they were probably one of the biggest to come out of the red dirt country sound. Uh, Stony LaRue. Yeah, and as as we get closer, I'm getting more and more excited about seeing uh, seeing that group, uh, all their connections and and the, their music. Uh, but then again, I like everybody, don't I? Yes. And then, then a little bit later this summer, we're going to change it up and go see Johnny Mathis. Yes, we are. Johnny Mathis. Yep. The Tobin Center. Yep. Probably this summer. Is it July? So, that's a, that's a good time to be at the Tobin Center is in July. Yeah. Definitely not indoors at fours or outdoors yeah. at fours. Did I even put it on the calendar yet? I found it July yeah. 28th, Thursday night. Yeah. That will be interesting. We'll see how, how well your mom enjoys that. Oh, I think she will. Yeah. And, and the, uh, you know, one of the things about going to these concerts, you get a chance to help these artists out by buying some of their merchandise and things like that. Uh, oh, and bit. And uh, they get that shirt for your mom. She, <laughs> yeah, she yeah, when you when you said, Hey, what should, what should I get your mom? I was like, get, get a little t 
too close to the microphone. If you're hearing a little static, people, that's his hearing aids. And I think when he gets a little too close to the mic, I think he causes some feedback. So cut us some slack. We're old farts. Some of us are more deaf than others. But yeah, when when you were talking about getting her shirt, I'm like, man, she won't. She doesn't want a t-shirt. And you're like, I still wear it around the house. <laughs> a closer look at the shirt and what did the shirt say this is better alone happier alone happier alone yeah and that's her yep. uh, it was kind of funny i was looking at their their merchandise and, and of course you were too and the guy had that one in his hands but he hadn't really put it out on display yet so i kind of watched then once he put it out i said that's it that's that's the one for her Yeah, I'll do that. I might get a kick out of it. Well, to take Aunt Carolyn's message and work. Oh, before we, before I do do that, because we're at 25 minutes, we're getting near the end. Um, I wanted to share a little bit of information with you and our few uh, listeners that we have reached 45 downloads for the podcast. Oh, wow. Well, more me, than, more me than you. Okay, well, at least you said it, not me. And for some reason, that one episode we recorded and you dropped out and you came back, it just wasn't able to save all of the audio, and it never synced up. And I just, before we started, I had to delete it because it just never finished downloading. And had we done that, we might have had 50, 60 downloads on it because we'd have had one more podcast out there than we normally did. So, just a little bit of statistics. For our very first world premiere episode, we had 21 downloads. We had five for the teaser, 14 for the second episode, and then I did a uh, quick little 15, 20 second um, teaser or whatever, but it was more of a public safety announcement when we had that freezing weather. Uh, was about a week ago, week and a half ago? Right. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I did a little public service announcement to tell everybody to be careful while you're out there on the ice if you don't have to be stay home so that I got more downloads so we've, we've had 45 all-time downloads I'm pretty impressed it's way more than I ever thought would ever listen to this but I don't know if that means 45 people or I think it just means 45 total downloads I don't know how many people that was so to you few people who have downloaded and listened to our podcast I Dad does too. Yeah, that, was, that, that makes it fun and uh, it's enjoyable. And the more we get into this, uh, the more fun it is for me. Yeah, and what's really nice about it and what I enjoy is that the time you and I put together. Because, you know, when you're in the military, you're away from the family uh, uh, a lot. And so all the years, we're kind of making up for some of those times. And uh, that's why I was really glad that we got a chance to go see Austin Mead. Like I said, really it's not probably something I would have done by myself. But now that you've introduced me to him, I really like his music. Uh, I enjoy the show they put on. When you get a chance to watch 
these groups and you see the different band members and how they perform and how they get into it, it really makes a big difference and it makes it for a fun evening than, uh, than actually watching the crowd interact with him. Uh, that made it even more special. And, and you get into it a little bit. was fun about him I, I, a couple of times there's a little ZZ top in there uh, and a few other a few other groups that uh, that you pick up on the, and the, you can reminisce with them so it, it's what's nice is you get some of the older stuff some of the older artists and the young guys don't forget who got them to where they're at and that's that's what's fun about it, and watching all, all these groups come around, and 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 then spending time with uh, someone who's very special with you. And, and to all those old farts out there, I'm gonna tell you, you need to spend more time with those who uh, are special to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. We'll do that and uh, have fun and I'll see you down the road.